In today's episode, I'm speaking with Catherine Thompson. She is a Canadian-based entrepreneur who inspires people to use their stories as a way to create change in the world. She's an award-winning marketing and communications expert of more than 15 years experience. This conversation is fantastic. We talk all about how to really narrow in on not only your niche, but also your offer. And it's a little bit different to what you might've heard in the past. So I cannot wait to introduce you to Catherine. Let's dive into this episode right now. Hey, hey, you are listening to the Freedom Boss Podcast. This is a new way of thinking and a new way of doing business. Gone are the days of hustling hard, trading time for money and overcomplicated strategies that see you confused, overwhelmed and asking for the nearest exit. I'm making it my mission to simplify business so you can work less and earn more and genuinely have a life full of freedom and abundance. In these weekly episodes, not only am I sharing my own journey and how I've built successful businesses, but I'm also interviewing other incredible entrepreneurs who are killing it in their business and in life. These episodes are a healthy combination of inspiration and practical strategies that will see you build a business and life that you truly love. Let's dive into today's episode right now. Well, hello, Catherine. How are you today? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey, I am really good. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to chat with you as one of my favorite people online. (laughs) We're lucky we got to meet in Lisbon. But for those of you that don't know you, can you share with me who you are, where you're from and a bit about your business? Yeah. So I am Catherine, as you mentioned, I am a Canadian entrepreneur. I'm a messaging strategist and conversion copywriter. But I do things a little bit different when it comes to messaging and copy. Um, I really tune into the energetics of language, um, as well as really just showing up in your authentic and genuine way. So pulling out what's already within you, the brilliance that's within you and not fitting into that cookie cutter one size fits all approach. That's my whole aim in this business world and basically help online coaches do that, put into words what they do and do it in a genuine way. So yeah. So I love that because I know so much about your background already that you have spellbound and your message is how to teach people to sell the invisible. Now that in itself is incredible because, you know, there's one thing to be able to sell something that's tangible, like I can sell a photography course or I can sell uh, a reels training, but what you sell is a little bit, or what you help people sell is a little bit different. So talk to me about that. What is selling the invisible? Yeah. So the women that come into my world do a lot of really esoteric work. They do, they sell the intangible. So whether it's energetics or energy work or somatic healing, it's the nuances in this type of work they sell. And it's really hard to put into words because traditional marketing teaches you to sell one big tangible result, like make 10K or lose 50 pounds. And the only way to really be successful is if you have that tangibility. And so for many of the women that come into my world, they're like, but but what I do isn't tangible. So how do I actually put that into words in a way that's going to translate and resonate with my people? Um, Because I don't fit the script. I don't fit the way traditional marketing is being taught. So I help them bust out of that and really articulate the value of what they do, even though it's invisible or not tangible. 
Mm, I love this. But before we go too far into how this actually works, I love your story of how you've become an entrepreneur. So for these listeners, just to give us some background, can you share with me your story of how you became an entrepreneur and a little bit about your journey? Because it's quite an interesting one. Yeah. So I spent 15 years working in corporate, doing marketing communications. I was at the height of my career. Um, making, you know, six figures, great benefits on paper. I had it all and I was miserable, which I think a lot of people probably can resonate if they ever spent any time in corporate and left corporate for entrepreneurship. And I jumped in feet first and opened a custom winery and I produced and sold wine. And what's crazy about that is I'd never, I really liked drinking wine, but I had never (laughs) produced it. I had never sold it. I, That's why I we're soul run, sisters. <laughs> yeah. I had never run a small business. I come from a family of entrepreneurs, so it's not foreign to me. My grandfather, my dad, you know, it's cousins and whatnot. It's not foreign to me. But um, so I went feet first into the brick and mortar world, producing and selling wine. And yes, it sounds lucrative and amazing, but production of wine is is a lot of hard work. It's like farming in a lot of ways. I mean, I didn't have crops or anything like that. I live in the prairies in Saskatchewan. It's winter 80% of the freaking year. So there's no, yeah, we don't grow it. I was importing it. So I was importing it from Australia, importing it from, you know, all over the world. And four years into that, two years into that, I was like, this isn't it. I want the freedom. I want to be able to not be tied down by a brick and mortar. This isn't what I signed up for. Everybody lied to me about entrepreneurship. (laughs) It's harder than corporate. I'm now working 15 hours a day. At least I could clock out at five and go home and drink wine and enjoy it. This time I was not. And so um, at the height of COVID, we actually decided to sell our brick and mortar. June 1st of 2020, I sent out an email to our list. Everyone said I was crazy. It would never happen. No one's buying a brick and mortar in the height of COVID. Brick and mortars are closed to the public. And within two and a half months, it was sold. We had 11 interested buyers to sign an NDA and one buy the thing. And two and a half months later, I walked out and started my online business full time and spent to probably the first year of that writing copy for people, launching some programs here and there, um, but basically writing copy for people. And then yeah, now I've just expanded expanded this launch spellbound in January this month and here we are. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and you also had a bit of a stint as a wedding photographer. <laughs> oh yes, I forgot that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. So that was that was in while I was working corporate, I was a wedding photographer for 6 years. Yeah. Even on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> so you had no wedding, no um, weekends, no life at all either. <laughs> no, especially, and that was the summer, right? Like we get what, three months of summer and I was, yeah, traveling around the province um, shooting weddings. So Amazing. Okay. So you went from brick and mortar store. So you went corporate, brick and mortar. You had a stint at a service business doing the wedding thing as well. So what led you to you know, you've got your content creation and your copywriting, but what were some of the challenges that you faced with all of the transitions? I know that you and I have had deep conversations about going online from being brick and mortar, and we have both faced a lot of challenges, but what are some big ones that you face from going offline to online, especially in this saturated 
crazy world that we live in, you know, Instagram, social media is in our face. What were some challenges that you faced? Yeah, I think the biggest one, which is really interesting in corporate and then in my brick and mortar, I never really thought about, like I said, I I never produced wine, never (laughs) sold wine, didn't even know how to import it, didn't even know how to track or do inventory, like none of that. But I never questioned it. I just did it. Like it just happened naturally. I just followed my instincts and things happened and they worked out really, really well. And for whatever reason, when I step into the online world, it's like I slept through a vortex that I like forgot who I was. I forgot that I had all of the answers within me that I could do this on my own if I wanted to. And I stepped into this vortex of like, you need a coach. You need to hire the coaches. And I'm not saying coaches and whatnot are bad by any stretch, but it was like, I was looking to the coach to make it work for me. And I spent two years latching onto coaches and realizing over two hard years that when I followed the way they wanted me to do it, and when I tried to think my way through the process and really calculate it, things just didn't work or it felt hard. Like I would make sales, but it always felt really freaking hard. So that was probably the biggest transition was losing myself in the process in the online world and then having to come full circle to really find myself again and go, no, I I have the ability to just navigate this on my own in a lot of ways, like carve my own path, so to speak. And when I stop thinking about things, things just happen. Mm, and this is this is so true, isn't it? Just being able to trust ourselves. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to you and your message is because you're not teaching us to download this template and plug it in and adapt our copy to that. You're actually teaching us how to really tap into our own intuition and say, this is, this is a strategy and why it works and how to, you know, market to people. But, but tapping into your own intuition is definitely the way to go. And I, I really feel like you give people permission to do that, which is super exciting because a lot of people don't, a lot of people in the online space, they're like, and we get bombarded. Like, how good are Facebook ads? They just bombard you when you're when you're feeling yeah. down and depressed. It's like, yeah, comes an ad, right? It's like, yeah. here is the ad to tell you how to make a million dollars while working two hours a week. And of course, <laughs> you just you're in that state where you're like, I'm going to download this, and you end up if you're like, you know, my phone, the books on my phone, all the PDFs, all the freebies. It is yeah. insane how many people are out there that hit us with this message. And I was so much like you as well. Like I did years of business. Like I tell people, I literally had 1500 people on my Facebook page for 10 years and it meant nothing. I was super successful as a photographer in a very tiny town and 400 people on my Instagram. But when I came to the online world, very much like you, I was like, this has got to be like overcomplicating it. This has got to be. Um, we've got to do it this certain way, or we've got to plug in their their processes and their strategies and their way to work. When really, it's so much more about what's going to work for us. One thousand percent, one thousand percent, and it's it is a big shift in energy from downloading all the things, the freebies, whatever, which I did, right? Signing up for the programs, and again, coaches, mentors are amazing, but it's like at what energy are you investing in and why? And a lot of the traditional message out there is, 
either the quick fix overnight success, or I've got the solution and come with me and I'll show you it. When in reality, like you said, it's just about trying to figure out what works for you. We're all different. We all want to run our businesses likely differently in some capacity. And we want to show up as ourselves. And so that's exactly what I help people do is like, let's highlight and amplify who you are. Because at the end of the day, to me, that's what sells. Mm, 100%. And in terms of actually, you know, getting started with our copy, like, when yeah. we, how do we get this shit right? It's like, what do we even, where do we even start? Like, if someone comes into your space, what what would you tell them the first thing to do is? Yeah, so copy is like the last thing you do. Yeah, like you see, that's even in itself <laughs> is backwards. <laughs> I know. It's the last thing you actually do because you your copy or your content can't get written if you don't have an understanding of your messaging, mm. who you're talking to, why you're talking to them, what you do, what you stand for, what you offer. And where I see a lot of coaches go sideways is that they're trying to build an audience, grow an audience, because we need an audience to sell to. And then somewhere along the way, they're crafting the offer, but now they've got this audience full of people that aren't even really the right fit for them. And so then it's like, they go to try and sell the offer. The offer doesn't sell. Well, it's because you've built this audience of people. So it's like, start with the message. Who are you talking to? Why are you talking to them? What do you ultimately want to sell? And your content and copy is driven by that. So cool. And so what do you say if I said to you, do I have to niche down? I love this response. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, you can do whatever you want to do. However, (laughs) a level of specificity in what you're talking about will be far easier to sell than no specificity. If you're trying to speak too broadly to the masses, one that's going to make writing copy really hard. And that's what I think people struggle with is like, I don't have the clarity. I don't know what to say or how to say it. And I'm like, well, that's because you're trying to sell, I don't know, a course to a service provider, consultant, coach. Well, what even goes in the course? Because the service provider is running their business differently than a coach and a consultant, right? It's like the level of specificity comes from that level at the who you're talking to and the offer. And so I, so in terms of niching down, you can niche down in a few different ways, which I think helps people like relax them if they want to help everybody. Is that if the offer is really specific, you don't need a specific avatar or a human. For example, if you're selling bookkeeping services, that's a very specific offer. Mm. But if you're selling how to start a business, that's a very broad offer. So you need to go how to start a business for photographers. Yeah. Because if you're how to start a business or is it brick and mortar? Is it online? What is it? Right. And so that's how you can get specific. You can get specific with the offer. You can get specific with the human. Or if you really want to get really, really specific and sell like crazy, you can get, you can target a human and the offer for them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which sounds like a no brainer, but it's so hard for us as entrepreneurs because we want to do everything. Like I don't know a single entrepreneur that doesn't want to do everything. Like I I often say, you know, um, like they, I, I, feel envious to those people that have that, even the ones that have the day job and they just literally like, they pump 
you know, maybe they work in a factory and their job is to screw on a nail onto a piece of wood and that I love it. You know, that's their yeah. job. And I kind of yeah. get a bit envious because I'm like, at least you know what you're doing every single day. But entrepreneurs, we don't. We have so much stuff going ideas. on. Ideas. Right? Every yeah. single day is a new idea and executing yeah. a new idea. And then we want to serve to everybody, don't we? And it, I love that you have just described that, you know, go, go hardcore on the offer or hardcore on the person or if to nail it, do both. Yeah. And, and that's incredible because I think that's the the fear that people have is if they go too specific, they won't, they won't have enough audience. But in reality, look at the world we live in. We can tap into like you're in Canada, I'm in Australia and we're having a chat. So it's not yeah. even about our, our old school, that old way of thinking is it has to be in our local area. So, yeah. you know, going super specific is, is totally fine now. Totally, totally. And it's, it will make writing the content and copy so much easier because usually when you're broad, it's like that you lack clarity of like, okay, well, what do I say? What's going to resonate? Mm-hmm. And it just get it's vague. So then it's not really, and our subconscious brain is like next, 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 that's it. Next, <laughs> next, that's it. Right. So it's like, if we're not laser focused on something, if it doesn't speak directly to us, we're not paying attention. It's that's how busy the world is, right? It's got to speak directly to them, the person. So they're like, this is for me. And if for one minute they think it's not for them, they're not hesitating. They're gone. Mm, Yeah. And I think that's really, you hit the nail on the head by saying the offer can be specific or the person as well, because straight away, when you said that about being a specific offer, it could be like, I I automatically thought a reels course, you know, like that's, they seem to be popping up everywhere at the moment, how to, how to make a reel. And whilst it looks like, oh, that person who is a, who is a coach, she's obviously a business coach because they're teaching how to make reels. It looks like they have this incredibly massive audience and they're speaking to everybody. But what you just said was, no, they're actually just talking to people who want to make a reel. That's a tangible outcome, isn't it? That's that's the answer. And of course, everybody can make a reel and lots of people want to learn how to do it, but they have a specific offer. And I yeah. love that because then it just became, it's amazing how once you have that clarity, as you said, then the copy can come after. Whereas I think totally. people totally do it backwards. I know I did it backwards. So it's, yeah, really, yeah it's super good that, Super good. That's really great English there talking to a yeah. copywriter. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> but you know what? I love it. It's um, yeah. yeah, getting the specific specificity. <laughs> yes, the level of specificity, which is can be hard for someone selling the invisible mm. because it's so nuanced, right? And so it's like, how do you ground in things that are invisible? Mm, so let's talk about that. How do you? <laughs> yeah. So um, story is a really great way because when you can tell a story about yourself, you can tell a story about clients. So case studies, any of that really grounds it because people can see themselves in it, right? If they can relate to the story, analogies are really great. One of the, well, this is selling for product, but one of the analogies I would say is like, you know, 
you need to put your offer in front of the right people at the right time. And if you don't, it's like trying to sell wine to somebody who doesn't even drink wine, right? It's if they're never going to buy it, you can hit them with a message over and over, they're not going to buy it. And so when you can use a bit of an analogy, then it also grounds it, right? Because people then go, Oh, okay. So, um, you know, doing somatic healing work is like taking the backpack of bricks off your back. Yeah. People are like, oh, wow, that, that feels nice. <laughs> they can, they can envision it, right? It's like you're carrying this backpack weighted down of bricks. And when you do somatic healing or breath work or whatever you want to describe the treatment that you're offering or service that you're offering is like, people can visualize it. And then when they can visualize it, it makes it tangible. Like, oh, I can imagine myself with this backpack of bricks on. So analogies are a really great way. Another way is if you can somehow put it into a framework or a process where you can describe the process for people. So for that logical brain thinker, they're like, okay, that makes sense. We do this and then we do this and then we do this. It feels tangible. Um, if you can do metrics of any sort. So I've been working with a lot of like energetic healers. And if you can do a metric where of like a starting point of where your clients start versus where they go on a scale of some sort, right? They start at zero and now they're at a hundred. If you can measure that scientifically in any way, um, again, grounds it, makes it very tangible. Um, and then in terms of promises, right? If you don't want to make that tangible promise, can you make it specific? Mm. Because if you make it specific, it creates tangibility. Okay. So interesting. And you touched on something there about, you know, the logical brain. So I'm assuming that you, when you're doing this, you know, marketing and you're, you're starting to share your message and everything, do you need to cater for all these different purchasing people? Like, you know, are they like, even when we do our emails and say we've got an email funnel and that sort of thing, do we have to go through this funnel process and talk to the logical brain and then talk to the person that may not have that kind of, um, they don't need those scientific research and then that you've got the people that really enjoy storytelling so how do we make sure as a business owner that we're catering to all these different buyers as well yeah so i say that you know your audience is going to be depends it's going to be on a level of consciousness of where they're at and i use a dating analogy to describe it right you know the level one who's like I will do anything. You're my missing half. And they're kind of like that stage five clear. My life is nothing without you. Right. They're a bit of, they could probably a bit of a victim. Like, don't leave me. You know, I'm nothing without you. And then you've got your like stage two. That's like loyal AF. They would do anything to make it work. They're in it for the long haul. It doesn't matter if they have to sacrifice parts of who they are to make it work. They'll make it work. Then you've got the people that are like, they had that dream guy or dream woman or dream partner on a checklist and they go on dates and it's like this person meets every requirement, but now do I have the chemistry? Those are the logical thinkers that, that they're going to think their way through it. And then you've got the, when you know, you know, you don't have words for it for whatever reason, that person, you just connected with them. You don't have a type. You're not looking for a specific type of person. It's just like, when you know, you know, so it's knowing where they kind of fall on that spectrum and speaking to those people. To me, the level of sophistication in marketing happens 
when you scale. So if you're starting out, I would start with a buyer that you want to talk to. Yeah. And I would I would try to sell to them and keep it as simple as that. Make sales in your business. And then as you master that, you can add another layer where people go sideways is they try to think about, I got to talk to this person and this type of person and this person. I've got to create my offers in this way and this way. No, create a phenomenal offer that's irresistible, sell it. And then when you go to scale, that's when you do more advanced marketing, segmentation, that sort of thing. That's Mm. how I would approach it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So you can just basically just start with one, one buyer in mind. You don't have to, you basically have just told us, given us permission not to cater to every single person right at this exact moment and just talk to that person where they're at that you really, really want to work with. Like the person that you would love to sign up and or yeah. perhaps you've had that person before and just really going deep on talking directly to them. Yeah. And the best way to do that, in my opinion, is to mirror how you want to be sold to, which is what I coach my clients with. I'm like, show up authentically and genuinely the way that you would want to be sold to because you're magnetically going to attract like mirror reflections of who you are. Mm-hmm. So those are going to be like your dream clients because they're going to get you. They're like your soul clients because they get you because you're showing up that way. And then you can start to add in some of the layers of marketing, but get clients under your belt or get sales under your belt first, because there's no reason to overcomplicate that. Yeah. See, this, game. <laughs> this is what I love about you. It's just, let's yeah. just keep it simple. Like you basically, yeah. basically said, let's just go out and find a client and the easiest yeah. way to do that is to mirror what you love. Yeah. And it's that old analogy too, like help the person that's 10 steps behind you, not not yeah. the whole tribe that's behind you that you don't understand. And I think that's so important. We can get so lost. And especially when we've had it multiple businesses, you know, I know you're the same. When we've tried so many different yeah. businesses, we've come from different industries and we know we could help all these different people. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if we just talk to the person that we really, really want to work with, there's yeah. probably thousands of them out there. Yeah. And then you can grow. That's a, another big thing with, I think it was entrepreneurs in general, but visionary leaders, right? We've got this big vision of where we want to go. And we're like, but I want to do this. I want this offer and this offer, and I want to sell this and here and whatever. I'm like, yeah, but you got to build the bridge. Now. Like you got to take the step to build the one bridge first. Because trying to build a hundred bridges, you're like you're not getting anywhere, right? Or it's it's going to take you a long time, or you're going to need a ton of manpower to do it. So let's build the bridge. Let's get the thing rocking. Let's optimize it so that there's not a ton of manpower going into trying to run everything. And then if you want to expand and grow, great. But we're so busy trying to get to where we want to go, like now or yesterday, that we forget there's that process in between of building, which it. It, all of us go through it. We all have to build the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's so funny. I um, I had this conversation recently with one of my clients because she, she kept bringing up the point of like, well, this person is doing this and this person is doing yeah. that. And I said to her on Instagram, I said, there's those three little dots at the top. And if you go and have a look and it says about this account and you will be so, so surprised that like what we're seeing now and you go and have a look and it's like account started in 2011 
or 2006 and you're like they've been going for 10 years 12 years 15 years like get reality check here these people that we're looking at as mega successful now but it's what you said they started with one client they started with one you know they probably had a hundred failures along the way which we all are going to experience and you know that's part of being an entrepreneur but as you said get the foundations right for one person make that one sale then go two people rather than trying to get that thousand and there's another analogy oh i'm i'm learning about analogy i love it (laughs) and it was like you know we look at these people's successes and we say okay they've got 100 people in their program yeah could you imagine starting your very first program and 100 people sign up and you have all the tech stuff just fall apart or you know imagine having 100 people turn up to your house and you only catered for five people (laughs) like there's a lot to be said about what you're saying just build one offer for one person with the right message and then scale i think that's such valuable information. 1000%, 1000%. And I think it's very easy to get distracted away from that, like in business because of all the ideas, the comparison, looking at all these mega stars that we look up to and think, oh, well, look at what their business looks like. And that's what I want. And why am I not there yet? And they've got at this massive offer suite. And it's like, yeah, but it took them 12 years to build the offer suite. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, they've been in business for exactly 12, 12 years. And so it's easy to compare our starting point or wherever we are right now to somebody else's journey, which only gets us down really bad, twisty rabbit holes that yeah. don't lead us anywhere. <laughs> and, and stuck in people's funnels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Absolutely. No, this is incredible and such valuable information. I'm really um, loving this. So tell me about Spellbound. Yeah. So so Spellbound uh, came as a total intuitive hit um, and I fought my intuition on it big time because I don't approach content and copy the way that it's traditionally taught. Like I'm not teaching people how to write the perfect hook or headliner or call to action or anything like that. So my process is very intuitive, how I write, how I do business. And so I'm basically showing people how to channel really potent content and copy that's converting for their business and the way they want to set it up, specifically soulful coaches. So basically it's an implementation hub. It's not a course, it's not a program, it's not a mastermind. I'm really trying to get people out of student mode because I do think that we spend a lot of time consuming and not creating. So it's really helping them create. my zone of genius is like, when you give me something, I can optimize it. I can help you make it better versus like sitting there trying to teach you how to write something. It's like, bring something to the table, bring your ideas to the table and let's make magic with that. So that's basically what it is. It's a six month experience where I'm helping people take inspired action in creating content that attracts people into their world, moves them down that customer buying journey faster um, so they can make more sales in their business. Mm, and it's amazing. I absolutely just love learning from you all the time. Like I'm always tapping into your genius. <laughs> so yeah. <I> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so I, and you have an incredible masterclass available too that people can 
Yes. Go and watch right now if they want to learn more about this. Yes. Yeah. Selling the invisible masterclass, basically how to articulate the value of what you do. So. Yeah. I think that's so super important. And even if you're not a coach, just learning how to speak intuitively is so different. Like, you know, how to even, we can learn how to just write Instagram posts better or like just tell stories and use analogies. And I think we get so caught up. It's what we've been talking about. Get so caught up in what we're supposed to do when really the people that are teaching that have just done what was right for them in the first place. So the more that we can tap into what's right for us, what's right for our business and how much easier does that sound? (laughs) I'm all about easy. So much much easier. And like, getting out of our head of thinking what is right and wrong, right? When you sit down to write that email sequence or that social post, like, are you coming from the energy of like, I've got to write this thing in this way in order to generate sales, which feels very methodical and robotic to me, right? It's like, imagine if you just sat down and wrote Mm. like what felt, what was on your heart and why you're doing what you're doing. Like to me, that's far more magnetic than this formula, which we see a lot of on social media, right? A lot of, yeah, formula, robotics, same, same, sea of sameness. I'm like, let's, we don't need more people talking the same way. I don't need yeah. to teach people how to talk like me. <laughs> exactly. That's so true. A hundred percent. So it's absolutely relevant to anybody, not even, yeah. not just soulful coaches. Cause I think it's incredible. Totally. What doing. <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Catherine. I think we're going to leave it there because that is just super valuable. I'm, I'm loving it. And, um, I would definitely put the link to your masterclass and to spellbound, um, in the show notes. And where do you like to hang out on Instagram? Do you want to share your handle? Yes. I am over on Instagram at creatively owned. I spend all of my time over there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On Instagram. Well, thank you again. And I have loved this conversation. Yes, I have too. Thank you. Thanks. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of the Freedom Boss Podcast. I hope you love this episode and got lots out of it. If you want to share this episode, please do over on Instagram and make sure you tag me at bossmotive underscore Liz dot Morris. And don't forget, I've got heaps of helpful resources available on my website over at bossmotive.com. I'd love to hear from you. So please don't be a stranger. Reach out. Let's connect. My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. So I will see you over there very soon. Have an amazing week and I'll be back in your ears again soon. Take care. Thank you.